hope that my Baptist brethren in the U.S. would know that the scarcity that we confront in Cuba has made us very strong. And what appears to be a weak point is something that God has used to expand the church. With the less we have, more we look and seek after God. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by Heartland Advocacy in Action, a three-day event coming in February to help you become a more effective advocate with state and local government. It will be held at First Baptist Church in Jefferson City, Missouri, February 8 to 10, 2020. It's a partnership event between CBF Global, CBF Heartland, ChurchNet, and Word and Way. The event will include practical training on how you can become a more effective advocate at both the local and state levels. And we'll be focusing a lot on issues like payday lending and church-state separation. It only costs $50, and that registration fee includes a copy of David Gushy's book, Moral Leadership for a Divided Age. Learn more at tinyurl.com slash heartlandadvocacy. And then join us February 8 to 10 at First Baptist Church in Jefferson City, Missouri. That's tinyurl.com slash heartlandadvocacy. This episode is also sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is a network of people and churches working together to spread the hope of Christ. For more than 25 years, CBF has been driven by its mission to serve Christians and churches as they discover and fulfill their God-given mission. Join the fellowship at work in long-term global missions in more than 25 countries. Join them too as they strive to form healthy congregations and support the ministers that serve them. Put your faith to action. Visit cbf.net to get connected. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Joey Hernandez. He's the pastor of Sixth Baptist Church in Santiago de Cuba. Joey is a delightful person. I've had the opportunity to meet him on multiple occasions. He's been here to the United States. I've been to Cuba three times, twice to the eastern part of Cuba where he is and where he ministers. Been there at his church on two different occasions for worship. And he's just full of joy and such an exciting figure to be around. This is actually a little bit of an older conversation that we haven't played on the program. It's, it's a short interview, but I decided that I wanted to share this for a couple of reasons. One, I, I think it's important that we hear from Baptists from different contexts in different countries, but especially right now, I wanted to make sure that we were hearing from our Baptist brothers and sisters in Cuba. As of this week, as of December 10th, travel between the United States and Cuba is once again even more difficult. A few weeks ago, the U.S. administration essentially blocked all commercial flights to any city in Cuba other than Havana. Now, if you go and look at a map of Cuba, Havana is way off on the west side. Santiago de Cuba, the second largest city where Joey ministers, where a lot of Baptists are. There's a Baptist seminary, the Eastern Baptist Convention. There's a Baptist retirement nursing home there. And then there's El Hetero, which is the Baptist magazine of Eastern Cuba. And Word and Way's first international partnership is with El Hetero there in Santiago de Cuba. So if you look at a map of these two cities in Cuba, they're really far away. And the infrastructure, particularly the highway system, isn't that great. 
it would take you all day. And I don't just mean an eight hour day. I mean all day and maybe into the next day just to drive from one to the next. And so with the new rules, if you're going to fly to meet with Baptists in Eastern Cuba, you're either going to have to book a charter flight to Eastern part of Cuba, fly to Havana and then fly domestically, or fly to a different country and then fly into the Eastern part of Cuba from there. All of this is going to add expense. Most of those options add quite a bit of time for travel. And so I find this quite troubling. It's going to make it much more difficult for us, the United States, to be connected with Baptists in the eastern part of Cuba. So I wanted to bring some attention to Baptists in Cuba during this time when things are becoming increasingly difficult and our ability to be Baptists without an adjective crossing those national lines. Now you may remember we had an earlier conversation with the president of the Baptist Convention of Eastern Cuba. Jose Rodriguez Legra, and you can find that episode in episode 54 at podcast.wordandway.org. Now, the conversation with Josue and the conversation with Joey actually happened at the same time in the Wordandway offices. We ran a short little excerpt from both of them in an earlier issue of Wordandway magazine, but because we only had one translator, I was afraid that it might be confusing to have one voice representing two different people. And so in that earlier episode, episode 54, we only played the parts of Josue. And so this time I'm taking that same interview, but now we're going to hear from Joey as he talks about Baptists in Cuba, as he talks about his local church, which is doing some phenomenal work, which is ministering in an economically depressed area and is just bursting at the seams with people. It's so exciting to see this type of ministry that you read about in the book of Acts and to see it right there on the ground with Joey and many other pastors. And so I wanted to play this interview and I hope that it'll help you not only learn more about Baptists in Cuba, but also to be mindful and, and remember the Baptists in Cuba in your prayers. That hopefully someday in the future, it will be easier for us to partner together. It will be easier for us to be friends. It will be easier for us to cooperate together as members of one body. So here's my conversation with Joey Hernandez. And the voice that you will hear as the translator for Joey is Gary Snowden. All three times I've gone to Cuba, I've done so with Gary, and it's been a joy to get to travel with him on these trips. He's been to Cuba many more times beyond that. He's the mission team leader for ChurchNet. He's also the associate minister at First Baptist Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. So Gary's voice is the voice you hear the most. I have a few spots where you do hear Joey still talking. So here's my conversation with Joey Hernandez of the Sixth Baptist Church in Santiago de Cuba. Tell us a little bit about uh, your call and how you came to to be a pastor. I was participating in a congress for youth of the convention, and there I received a call to serve. So I went to my church in the mountain, a very interesting place, because it's called the House of the Devil, but the church is called Betel, or the House of God. So in the House of God, I was formed as a missionary. And from there, I went out and started a new church. So my wife and I left the secular work that we were involved in, and we began to live by faith. We were receiving a salary of $5 a month with two small kids, with only seven members of the church. And God used us there. And in six years, we planted a church. We left a church building built, pastoral home, and we left two functioning mission places, and we left form, uh, equipped leaders. And one of those is now studying in the seminary. And two of them are leading churches today. 
And it's a blessing for us. So uh, in, in Cuba right now, it seems that there are, is both great revival uh, as well as unique challenges. And I wonder if you could share about the, the two sides of this coin. Sí, tenemos un avivamiento. Realmente tenemos un... It's true, we do have a great revival. Churches are growing, planting new churches. But we have the challenge that we cannot build church buildings. Given that we can't build churches, we have to wor worship and meet wherever we can. And it's a problem for the missionary and for the person who attends as well. One of the greatest challenges that we have. And the other great challenge that we have is how to sustain, how to support these missionaries. Because the churches don't have sufficient offerings. Uh, for example, I have a small church, but I am helping to support five missionaries. There are other churches that have even more missionaries than that. And we don't know how to support them sometimes because many of them have families as well. And because I was a missionary, and I know what it means to live, try to live on $5 a month. I know also how to live without $5. And it's a great challenge. What would you like Baptists in the United States to know about life in Cuba? I hope that my Baptist brethren in the U.S. would know that the scarcity that we confront in Cuba has made us very strong. And what appears to be a weak point is something that God has used to expand the church. With the less we have, more we look and seek after God. If someday something happens there that simulates what is happening in the U.S., God is going to be strong. And you've seen this in the community, the neighborhood that you work in with your church currently. You talked earlier, you talked a little bit about your, your call. I want to talk a little bit about there at the Sixth Baptist Church, something of, of how God is working. Dios está trabajando poderosamente en nuestra comunidad. God is working powerfully in our community. Our church is outwardly focused. We are offering courses of English free to the community. We're working with addicts in the, in the community to help them recover. We're working with children, both Christian and non-Christian, of our community. We're helping to transform the community. And we are trying to live the gospel that we preach. That is difficult, but we are doing it. And people are looking at the church as if it were an oasis. We have a freezer now, and we are able to offer ice to the community, cold water. And that's something that the community appreciates. God is doing great things in our community. God's grace is powerful upon us. We have not really had confrontations. That's God's hand that's made that possible. And we are trying to influence our community. And we are doing so with God's help. So the majority of our leaders, we don't have an office. None of us has an office. No one. We are all just kind of launching ourselves toward the community. Our church attendance, our Sunday school attendance has doubled. Church was praying for 60 students in the Sunday school. And now we have between 120 and 140. God has blessed us. We're also using a sports ministry as well. Soccer, baseball as well, kickball as well. And those have been very effective. In one week, we were able to work with more than 100 children and young people. Great thing. Joey, this is your first trip to the United States. And I don't know if you wanted to share uh, observations or, or, you know, surprises, and it could be good or bad. It's a very, I had no idea what the U.S. was like. I'd seen it in television, pictures. I'd seen Americans visiting Cuba, but when I came to this country, I rapidly discovered I didn't know anything about it. It's a very organized country. 
people are really good. It's a very clean country. I've enjoyed very much being here. There, anything that you want to find is here. <laughs> and that's been very surprising. I've never been in a Walmart before. <laughs> when I went to Walmart, I almost died. <laughs> we can eat beef here freely. <laughs> something that we can't do in our country. And people have received us warmly wherever we've gone. We're, we're grateful for Gary's patience. <laughs> so, you know, everything has been wonderful. Very good. I want it to happen 11 times a year. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah, you're uh, welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. You can learn more about us at wardenway.org. And don't forget to check out our sponsoring partners for this week's episode, Heartland Advocacy in Action at tinyurl.com slash heartlandadvocacy and the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net. And if you'd like to give to support this program, we greatly appreciate it. All you have to do at wardenway.org is hit the donate button and whatever you give there will help support the production of this podcast as well as our website and monthly magazine. Additionally, 1% of everything that we receive from subscriptions, from ads, and from donations goes to our International Partnership Fund to support the work of Baptists around the world. Thus far, we have supported Baptist journalists in Cuba and in Venezuela. So I hope you'll give today. It's that end of the year where I know everyone's doing their in-year giving pushes, and we're really trying to make sure that we, in 2019, strong and ready to move into 2020. So I hope that you'll consider giving to Word and Way. We really do rely on your donations, and it's greatly appreciated. And while you're there at the website, if you're not a subscriber to our magazine, you really are missing out on even more information about Baptist here in the United States, in Cuba, and around the world. So just hit the subscribe button there at wordandway.org and fix that problem. If you have any comments or feedback about this show, please send them to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will share it with your friends on Facebook and head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and write a positive review to help more people to find the show. You can find easy-to-share links at podcast.wordandway.org. Thanks for listening.